Welcome back. Junior Senior 2 Views has returned for another fun episode. Episode 158. It's August 22nd, 2023. Yep. Let's start with a little World Cup, World Cup, Women's World Cup recap. It's all come to an end. What a great tournament it was. It was a fantastic tournament. Uh, easily the biggest Women's World Cup we've ever seen. The most attended Women's World Cup we've ever seen. Uh, over one... 0.7 million people went in person to watch it across every single game. A fantastic tournament, some fantastic moments, some all-time great talent, some all-time great moments. Ended with Spain taking the title, and they played so well against England. England had their moments in that final, but just Spain's technical ability was just unbelievable, and they deserved it. Yeah, um... Not without not without mentioning the Matildas, who obviously did not um, get you know get the bronze finishing off the way they did. That's besides and, the point. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was just a, it was a a good effort. Yeah, I think I think of that, course it was. And I think the fact that they've gotten farther than even the men's Socceroos, as far as their their the standing, Socceroos so. have never even been past the round of sixteen. Yeah, these women have gotten to the semi. Yeah, so I think that there there's opportunities here. Um, I think that, you know, as we said before, uh, the contentions and, and the, the issues around equal pay is something that each of the countries will deal with their own federations about. Um, clearly, the FIFA head was a bit mysterious and a bit aloof G- with his... Gianni Infantino. <laughs> it, well, do, should we expect less from Gianni Infantino? Mm. He's... Uh, he, kind of was, he was kind of saying, you know, we'll get there or with a little more time. Well, he, he was saying, just bust down the right doors, ladies, and you'll get there. That was literally his quote. Yeah, but you're the door. I mean, you guys are the door. You guys are <laughs> supposed door. to be giving them Isn't the... Re- the door? Yeah, you're supposed to be giving them the resources and better prize money. This was easily the biggest Women's World Cup we've ever had. You finally went to 32 teams, and it's paid off immensely. So, now... You should be increasing the prize money. Yeah, and at least, uh, if not equal to men, then then increase the prize money. Because this was easily the most attended Women's World Cup ever. This was easily the most broadcasted Women's World Cup ever. Why not? What well, is incentive, isn't it? I mean, if you, you, if you do that, then there's incentive for the teams to get what they need, to get the talent, you know, of from, course, from but grassroots fi- up. FIFA, FIFA is such a disgustingly corrupt uh misogynistic organization uh that's filled to they could not care less about any sort of uh unity or uh, it just showed when during this world cup when the players requested that to wear rainbow armbands because a lot of the players going into this world cup are openly openly gay and openly part of the lgbtqia plus community they requested to want to wear rainbow armbands but FIFA denied it, which you're... I mean, I guess if it's a place like Qatar, then maybe I could see why, because it's against their laws. Or other Middle Eastern places. Or the, any other Middle Eastern yeah. place. But this is this is Australia and, and Aotearoa and New Zealand. There's, like, absolutely no problem here with that. So... It doesn't. It didn't even make sense. It, and even in with the Qatar thing, there was still issues and controversy surrounding that. The fact that they rigged that vote, they rigged that vote back way back when for the 2022 World Cup to be there mm. to begin with. Yeah. Oh well. But yeah, FIFA's not a good organization. They rake in 
billions of dollars uh, for being a non-profit. Yeah. So, All right. Moving well, on. Moving on. Um, I'll ask. How great are the perks that Neymar receives from Al Halal? Um, I think of one man, and that is the that is the infamous Ted Ted DiBiase and his famous principle: everybody's got a price. Mm-hmm. FIFA definitely have their price. So does Neymar. So does Ronaldo. <laughs> and all these players going over to the Saudi league, <coughs> they've been given their price and they have taken it. Neymar is getting a lot of money. So this same, this is the same Al Halal that was trying to swipe, get Messi. Swap up, not just Messi, the other guy. I forget his name. Mbappe. Kylian Mbappe. It's right. Uh, so a couple of things that Neymar gets: he gets a private plane at his disposal, a huge mansion with staff. He gets an eighty eighty thousand pound bonus for every Al Halal win. Um, also, five hundred thousand pounds for every post or story he puts on his social media that promotes Saudi Arabia. So this is well, he's being <laughs> he's being paid to be a shill for the country, essentially. Well, this is this is example of what Saudi Arabia wants to do. Uh, they've let's, conquered Gulf, and they want to get they want to get their toe just a little get, bit further. Let's in, get one in thing. Sh- let's get one thing straight here. Uh, the public, the Saudi public investment fund, which is run by the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, they do not care about building up football. They care about uh, modernizing their country's image and diversifying their economy away from oil, i.e. sport washing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was done with Liv as well. We've talked about that before. It's sport washing uh, to basically use the veneer of elite sport and elite entertainment uh, to wash away the country's uh, historically terrible human rights record, which is well known. I mean, like, the fact that... And this isn't just exclusive to Neymar. I mean, Messi is an ambassador for Saudi Arabia as well. Um, all of these players going over there. It's, I also find it bitterly ironic that Jordan Henderson, a player who has consistently spoken out for the LGBTQIA plus community signed with uh, a Saudi club. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's just so, just so, so, so disappointing uh, given all of that work that he did. I mean... Money talks. Yeah. That's it. I mean, you can talk about all you want to talk about washing this and money that. Saudi Arabia has money. They control the oil. They have a lot of their foot in a lot of things. You know, getting their foot in the Gulf was important. And it's only just the beginning. So that's and, what they do. And a reason why teams like uh, Al Nasser, Al Itihad, Al Al Hilal, and the other team, four of those teams in the Saudi League are directly, directly owned by the Saudi Public Investment Fund, who are run by the Crown Prince. Mm-hmm. So basically, state-owned assets, which, I mean, there's... I mean, that's not even surprising. I mean, they own Newcastle. They own Newcastle United, mm-hmm. the PIF. Okay. So, yeah. Moving All on. Right, moving on. Your question to me. Uh, how does the signing of Zeke Elliott to the Patriots improves? How how does it improve their team? Uh, look, I think somewhat. I'm not... I look, this is what the, the new world is for NFL running backs. Uh, running backs get cut, as Ezekiel Elliott did get cut by the Cowboys and he's hanging around he's keeping himself in shape and 
the Patriots look at their depth chart and go, you I know do, what? I do feel bad for the running backs right now, though. Of course, but this is this is this is the way of the world right now, and so a lot of running backs like Ezekiel Elliott be doing the right thing, and that is yep. keeping himself in shape, waiting for the call up. Yeah. So Ezekiel Elliott got the call up. Hopefully, good thing for him. Not mid season, not late in the season, before yep. the season starts. So. I think this takes a little... I mean, it depends on which Zeke, Zeke Elliott you're going to get. Because I'm looking at the stats right now. Last season, he only rushed for 876 yards. Uh, his lowest average of, of run was 3.8. That's average yards. And he had 12 touchdowns. So, I mean, the, the numbers have steadily... was low higher the year before. In 2021, he was uh, 1,002 1, yards. So, it depends on who you're going to get. Can he give you that much? That helps. Yeah. Um, you know, that takes some of the, the pressure off Mac Jones, who's really under pressure right now. Well, um, he's got and, he's yeah. got he's barely got an offensive <laughs> line and last year he had uh one Matt Patricia calling the plays. So. Well now it's Bill O'Brien, so you can't yeah. blame Patricia. I know he's your I know he's your guy. He's a bit like Matt Nagy yeah. and your new friend. Well but Patricia, it's Bill... Patricia is just a blowhard. Okay, but Bill O'Brien's running the offense now. Yeah. So it's not Matt Patricia anymore. It is it so, is Bill O'Brien and I think it'll be better. Well we'll see how that how they can incorporate him into the into the mix. Um, you know, it like I said, it depends on who you got. Which Zeke do you have? Do you have someone who's capable of rushing for a thousand yards? If that's the case, Patriots will be close in games. Yeah. Um if if it's the Zeke Elliott who ran for eight hundred something yards last season. Maybe not. Maybe it's going to be running back by committee. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. It, well, they still have R- Ramondre Stevenson, no? Right. I'm, I'm so, pretty sure they do. So, I mean, again, if they're going to run both of them, you know. It's probably it's yeah. probably going to be a committee thing. Well, I, at this point. I mean, that's the new wave, running back by committee. Well, it's still the – It's it hasn't changed. I mean, the fact – what's happening with the running backs right now, they're being, they're being screwed over. Um, and the one – you want something to blame for it? Blame your friends in the NFLPA. They sold you out in 2020. Oh, I mean, that I, was that was the chance to get rid of the franchise tag and get better compensation. But it just barely passed, so the players wouldn't have to be tested for weed. But one extra game got added with no extra bye weeks. Okay, it was a terrible deal for the players. At the end of the day, running back is a is a position that's you know over it's an overabundance of, of position in that in that role. So you, you know, well, teams have realized they don't they don't have to, um, and they don't have to, and probably shouldn't uh, pay um, a running back a lot of money uh, to win a Super Bowl. Yep. They don't have to. I mean, uh, look at the big contracts that were given out to to running backs in the past like decade. Of course, Le'Veon Bell's contract was not a good one for the Jets. What I happened? Yeah, I mean, he he held out. He held out. He stunk for money at the Steelers, and he stunk. But the problem with Bell was that he used his vision behind a good offensive line in Pittsburgh uh, and his anticipation. But when he was behind a worse offensive line in New York, he was bad because mm. his greatest strengths were taken away. All right. Well, moving on. Moving on. You right. got that. How high is the awkwardness level now that the Sixers will have? James Harden on the team going into this season with him reportedly still wanting to be traded. Oh, my God. I mean, is it, oh I know he's in God. China. I think he was in China just Oh, he's recently. in China doing his yeah. own thing and chilling whatever product he is to the CCP. Sure, but, why not? Um, what a crazy heel turn we're seeing. I mean, these two, Maury and 
Harden have been, by all accounts, best friends for years. Mm. I mean, Maury is the guy that uh, traded for Harden in the first place way back when from the Thunder. So they're supposed to be best friends. Uh, what has happened here is just craziness. Look, we all know that James Harden isn't that guy in the playoffs. He's never going to be that guy in the playoffs. He's shown up a couple times. He showed up in, like, what, game four against the Celtics, but collapsed in the last couple of games. He just went missing. So, And that's who James Harden is. We know that's who he is. And he's not going to be a key contributor on a championship-winning team. It's not going to happen. Um... But so you're not going to pay him supermax money. He wants supermax money, but the Sixers aren't going to give it to him. And a new thing in the NBA in the new CBA for the for the NBA, he can't sit out. He can't sit out because if he sits out, he can't sign anywhere. Not any other team in the NBA or anywhere else in the world. He can't sign with any other team if he sits out. He's still with his current organization if he sits out. And they can just tell him to kick rocks. So the Sixers have all the leverage in this situation. They can either force him to take the player option, or they can just wait. Mm. It'll be a war of attrition. Okay. So um, good idea to mention taking the kick rocks uh, phrase from me. I'd, uh, say, I'd say pound sand. But um, yeah, uh, this makes it awkward because as soon as he gets on the court at the first home game for the Sixers, I don't think fans are going to be too thrilled. It's Philly, for starters. So most fans are uh, outspoken, to say the least. Um, outspoken is an understatement. Right, of course. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the idea that he can't just sit down and go, I don't want to play. I like the idea he can't just cross his arms and say, I'm just going to not play. Suit yourself. Um, the problem probably is him and Daryl da- Morey's relationship. It's too chummy-chummy. Uh, in my opinion, I think that well, there isn't it was. there isn't that delineation between boss and employee, and that's what he is—an employee of the Sixers. Um, I mean, I would dare say that the trade that he wanted, or trades that he wanted to go to, the teams that he had on his list, or wherever, they all fell through because nobody wants him. Um, you know, James Harden is that guy who you know the the highlights of him are less and less. You know, the step back that that's his specialty. You know, the oohs and ahs have gone right down. And right now, you know, he had his chance, and we know that because we witnessed he had a chance, and he, the Sixers had a chance to actually win the series and get to at least to the Eastern Conference Finals. And, you know, they didn't do it. And I don't, I think with, with him around, it's more of a distraction, in my opinion, going into the season because it's just going to be that specter of will he or won't he? Will they trade him before a trade deadline? You know what is that? Where does that leave Joel Embiid? More importantly, you know his standing. You know how how much longer before he decides I want to go play with the Knicks? So yeah. that's where I see it. Oh, the Knicks! Oh, it's always the Knicks with you. <laughs> Why not? All right, moving on. Next question. Go ahead. Is there any reason to get excited for the proposed and not proposed? It's going to happen. Yes, the NBA midseason tournament. Absolutely not. Unless there is some angle that we don't know about. Unless there's some rivalry out of this that becomes something profound the answer is a big fat no this is this is more around revenue this is ratings this is adam silver really just ringing ringing a rag and getting as much as he can out of every single moment and i don't think i think i don't know 
I might be wrong, but the regular season's already too long. No, Nobody cares about no, it. No, I don't. Nobody uh, cares about the regular season. It's nobody. actually not going to extend the regular season. I know, it will be but nobody cares about the regular season. This is I, I know. I understand it's going to be a part of it. It's not going to extend games, but as it stands, nobody cares about the regular season. Everybody just wants now. Now you have plans. Plans are a thing now. That's yeah. another. You know, you, you're including that wrinkle in. Fine. That's where people get excited. No one cares about the regular season. Yeah, um, I'm sorry to bore this- you. This whole yeah, this whole midseason tournament is an effort for the NBA to boost revenue, and more ratings. Could it work? Maybe. I think it could encourage some. Um, I think it could encourage some of the uh, least, uh, some of the worst teams of the like league. Like the Bulls. To, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely that, the Bulls. That, Why not? They're dead. Put to them me. in every midseason. Thing. They're they're dead to me right now. I I. I think it could encourage some of the worst teams in the league with some bright talent to maybe show off. I think it could. I mean, look at uh, San Antonio with Wemanyama. I mean, I mean, or, we know they're gonna watch or Detroit with guys like Cunningham and Ivy. Like hmm. some of those, even the Rockets. Some of those guys. I think maybe it'll give them a chance. So is that gonna be the plan to have the worst teams? Showcase during this midseason. Tournament. I don't know if that's the plan, but if that's the plan, that could be that could work because yeah. you got teams now saying, "Okay, we can compete for something." Because <laughs> compete for compete for a lot of Well, because then because then it um <laughs> it it does two it does two things. Yeah. One, it creates something to look forward to for uh-huh. these for fans of these teams during okay. the regular season because okay. Lord knows they ain't got to look forward to anything else during the regular season uh-huh. and. Um, it also gives it also uh, lessens the uh, the scope for tanking, and I think that's what the NBA want as well. I mean, they've tried to curtail tanking many many times to no avail. If teams start caring about uh, the midseason tournament, if some of the worst teams in the league start caring about the midseason tournament and starting to win, assuming those wins count not only to the tournament but uh, towards their record, tanking will um, mean less. I don't know. Uh, well, we'll see less teams uh, with uh, it in Whoa, with their win total with their win total what? in the tens. I don't think it matters, honestly. I don't think the records matter anymore. We know that teams can't pull a six. Well, they there's can't not. Tank there's no more weighted lottery so odds, right? But so we know that there's so def- there's still sort of weighted lottery odds. Yeah, I mean, I just, the three yeah. worst records in the league get equal chance at the first overall pick. Yeah, I mean, I that's still kind of weighted lottery odds. I guess. I don't... So, you, yeah. you still... Teams still always want to finish in, uh, finish the season, out the regular season, as one of the three worst teams in the league. Because they have an inherently higher chance at the first overall pick than any other team does. It's yeah. still weighted lottery odds, just with extra steps. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I just think it's just another planned kind of attempt at trying to create more buzz I just think it's I think it's a just again the season is already if you're gonna if you didn't do anything cut the season games down I think people would be happy if it went from 82 games to like 60 I don't know just because it's a it, the, nobody cares about the regular season anymore you have pl- more and more players on load management that means less p- than playing I don't know let's move on there yeah. too much random this is a question to you. Should the Olympics change their approach 
to a particular city hosting. Don't they already have that? So Don't I, they already have that? Where the Olympics hosts in a particular city? I know, but I guess the approach is from a perspective around financial. Just because host cities... Now, let me just make the argument here. Host cities will spend billions of dollars, right? Yeah. To build the facilities, to, to upgrade metropolitan areas in order to host. Yeah. Right? And at the end of the day, once the Olympics is finished, a lot of these facilities don't get used the way they need to. Yeah, they go so dormant. they go dormant. So, uh, Paging, Athens, uh, Beijing, Beijing, Beijing. Beijing, Atlanta. Atlanta, There's a R- lot of Rio, like that. Rio. Yeah, I'm just um, saying. Like in, like for example, here in Australia, Sydney Olympics was in 2000 before you were born, but yeah. I was there. But they they still utilize aspects of it. The stadium still gets used. There's facilities that still get used. But the amount of money that would have been poured in to get the bid, it's a lot of work. So yeah. you wonder about going forward now. What's what would be the particular city though? Would it just well, be? It's just in general. It's just trying to figure out the cost of things. It just seems to be blowing well, out. Well, here's the thing: the IOC, I'd say, is just as corrupt as FIFA. <laughs> so they want to rake every single last dollar. So next is they Paris. Can. So how much is that going to cost them? Well, Paris have had the Olympics before. No, I'm pretty yeah. sure they have. Yeah, they've had it so before. So I think be they're ready to go. They will probably have infrastructure in place. And facilities in place. So I don't think it'll be a massive problem for them. They'll probably have to upgrade some things. But uh, then it's it's not that. I don't think it foresee it to be that big of a problem. I know. I just think it is. I just think about economically for cities, you know, going forward. I know the Olympics is a big process. It's a four-year window. But the amount of money that's... I think, I think they get more. Don't they get more? <laughs> they 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 they're announced as a host way before. I know, like but eight years. I know, before. I know. But the the idea of it to me, long term, is it blows it blows budgets out, and then ultimately the city's left with it does with but relics sitting around. I don't think that's a honestly. Right. I don't think it's just a city problem. I don't think it's just an IOC problem. I think it's an everything problem. And look, cities will still. Take on the risk of that cost because of prestige. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with stadiums in the USA. They don't. They. It's prestige. The allure of prestige for cities and countries to host the Olympics is huge. Mm-hmm. It's massive. Okay. I mean, it's massive. So they're going to want to host the Olympics regardless, no matter how many billions of dollars they have to pour pour in. All right. Our next one. Yep. Uh, we got here. Surprised to see the Yankees currently in last place. I'm I'm pretty surprised. Um, I'm also giddy about it because uh, I don't particularly watch the not, Yankees. I'm not ta- I'm um, not saying anything because the Mets are just as bad. Yeah, but I I'm more surprised because you know on paper it looked like the Yankees were you know going to be that team pretty much at least fighting to get near a wild card. They're they're under 500 and they're several games behind. The last wild card, and I think there's a few things out of this. Um, they can't hit because I mean Judge was out for a little while. Stanton stunk up the joint because they spent a lot of money getting him on board. And he can't so he can't bat his way out of paper bag. Uh, Rizzo hasn't been hitting. Uh, their pitching's gone down. Herman, who threw that perfect game, he's he's done for the rest of the year. There's reportedly some alcohol issues there, so he's not pitching anymore. Uh, Garrett Cole's the only pitcher really you can rely on. 
uh, the selection of picking up Rondon as a free agent from the Giants is bombed out. He only pitched once this whole season. Um, and there's grumblings because there's a whole idea of, you know, management sort of just quiet. I mean, Brian, Brian, Brian Cashman's they're, been... They're the most... <laughs> the Yankees deserve this because they're so complacent. They're well, so complacent. Yeah. Because if you want to... They act like they're the they're the pirates of 2018 and 2019. They're 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 in the stage of rebuilding, building for the future, and competing for now. When it doesn't work unless you get everything perfect, it doesn't work like that. You got to pick a side, especially since you're the Yankees. You're not Tampa Bay. But I think I, I think this also points at, like I said, management because. Brian Cashman's been there for 25 years. He's been there for a long time as a GM. And I think also the ownership with Hal Steinbrenner, the late George Steinbrenner's son in charge, there seems to be a real direction, a different direction, whereas George Steinbrenner in his prime, none of these guys would have been around. He would have fired Aaron Boone already. He would have gotten rid of Cashman. He would have cleaned house, and he would have not wasted any time, whereas there's a lot of complacency here. And you're right, as you said, they're the Yankees. They've been around for a lot longer than the Mets. You know, 27 world championships. Their last world championship was a long time ago. It's in 2009. That's a long time for Yankee fans. So, I'm I'm looking at this going, well, they deserve this. (laughs) They deserve this. They've been been all but sitting on their their hands for years now, doing nothing. Well, I mean, they've gotten in players. but They've gotten into the playoffs. They've gotten to the ALCS. But they've been a step behind the Astros. Because they don't uh, commit to a singular vision. This is why they are where they are. This is why the Yankees who are who they are right now. Because they don't commit to a singular vision. That's the reason. And they didn't make a move during the trade deadline, which I was surprised by, but whatever. Of course they, of course they didn't. All right. We're coming to the end of the show because you're yep. yawning. Uh, happy retirement, Daniel Murphy. For Met fans, this is bittersweet because of course he had that phenomenal uh postseason which which gen- which drove the Mets into the World Series. Uh home run after home run. I think he had like five home runs during the both the ALD NLDS, sorry, and NLCS against the Dodgers, against the Cubs. Uh so he's decided to hang it up after he left but the Mets. Also in that same World Series we had the the error. The yeah, yeah that the error. Where he made the error, I think it was in game two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember. It was a it was a blown save in the ninth inning off his error. Oh, okay. Well, well. Either way, yeah. it's off the retirement for him. Yep. And congratulations, Pete Alonso, passing Keith Hernandez, all time RBI list for the Mets, four hundred and sixty nine. I've seen a lot of undue criticism towards uh, Pete Alonso by Mets fans online, and I have to ask y'all: Do you guys even watch? Uh, the Mets because if you do do you even know who Pete Alonso is like they they've been complaining about oh why are we celebrating that he's that he's hit that he's hitting uh 260 Pete Alonso is not going to hit for average we know that we already talked about this listen the one thing that'll get me really worked up is if they trade him that's not because happening. As far as I'm concerned, you cannot trade There's someone no like that. There's no way that's happening. There's All right? no Pete way Alonso needs to get a contract. They need to do the right thing. 
and don't let him walk away. Because if he walks away, you just know he's going to haunt the team forever. They're don't not, screw it up. They're not going to. They're not going to let him go. Right. I don't think. I, there's no way he's been a. He's been a Mets staple for many, many years now. I don't see them getting rid of him. Anything's possible with the Mets. Lately. I really don't. No. I don't. I don't. No. I don't. Well, no, no, no. You said they didn't. They weren't going to get rid of Berlander. They did. So okay. don't never say never. Okay. All right. We're approaching the end. Come on. Right. You make it. <laughs> if you're coming from any other platform, welcome. welcome. We do this thing once a week. Sorry about the little screw up with the outdated episode. What does it matter? It's um, there, and we got another one coming. Yeah. This one. Uh. <laughs> We next week got some more. We'll be in M- FIBA by yep. then. We'll be FIBA, right in the World FIBA. Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got some more MLB on the way. Uh, NFL, close pre- NFL, NFL, NFL preseasons. Right. We'll have some talk about it. our predictions or what we think. Yep. And until then, see you. Bye. <laughs>